Hi, my name is Roy, and 12 years ago, I fell ill two weeks before medical school. Being a doctor was my dream for life, and what happened to me basically destroyed my life. I was doing my last shift as a volunteer EMT in the Israeli Red Cross, and this farewell shift became a nightmare shift because at the end of it, I was rushed into hospital myself, and I was misdiagnosed several times in this admission, almost died due to medical errors, and spent a week in a hospital, then left home with no diagnosis, basically to deal with my own illness. My condition got so bad that after three months I couldn't basically walk anymore. And it took me years to try and find out what I have. I've seen 33 doctors in this journey and none of them could really help me. The range was very strange. It was like very empathetic doctors that tried to help but didn't know how to. But the majority, I say 95% of the doctors, were mean to me basically. Not because they wanted to, but because the system was overburdening them. And those doctors basically told me that it's either in my head or that somebody is abusing me, like my parents. They accused them basically of, of Mitchhausen syndrome. It means that they're kind of by proxy abusing me or poisoning me uh, in order to get me sick so they get some sort of fix out of it. It was terrible timing. They sent me to psychologists, psychiatrists, psychologists blamed me of being anorectic. When I had the rash and hives, they blamed me of rubbing flowers and plants up my skin, against my skin. And eventually, I was kind of helpless because, you know, when everybody tells you that you're drunk, you may be drunk, but I still have faith. I had faith that someday I will find out what I have. But the last doctor was for me the last row. I was waiting to see this guy for like six months. It was a very senior professor. And he barely took two minutes to look at my chart. Then he stood up, leaned against his table in a power pose above my parents. He never even looked at me, only at my dad, basically. And then he told my parents, like, he doesn't know exactly what I have, but this kind of condition is probably one of those rare orphan illnesses nobody can treat and he basically told my parents they should buy me a nice mattress and connect my TV to a cable service like we have today Netflix or so on so I can grow old with dignity I was 25 years old and this professor that I gave all my hope to basically told my parents that I will never work a day in my life never marry a woman and never go to university. That night, I had dark thoughts about killing myself because I couldn't walk anymore, I barely could use the bathroom or go to shower by myself, and I felt so helpless. I was lucky enough to not be able to fall asleep and to read a book my brother purchased me a few days earlier. This book is called The Man's Search for Meaning by Dr. Viktor Frankl. He was a Jewish psychiatrist living in Vienna and he was a prisoner in Auschwitz during the World War II and this doctor basically researched what makes people survive the hardships or 
what gives the power to people to, to endure all these atrocities. And he figured out, based on a lot of what Nietzsche told, that if someone finds a reason to live, he will bear basically anything. And what I did is basically was looking for a reason to live. And my reason was to become healthy again so I can fix healthcare and help other people. I didn't know exactly what I'm going to do. I actually was thinking about going back to medical school, but I had enough strength this next morning to acquire the entire curricula of the Tel Aviv University Medical School. And over the next two years, spent every day, eight hours or 10 hours in bed, studying medicine from my bed, from cell biology to pathophysiology, from x-rays to CTs to lab work. I learned it all because I had a mission. My mission was to copy the way doctor works, to mimic their work, because when I talk to them as a patient, were looking so thin and eclectic, or 30 kilogram less, I was looking terrible. They didn't see me as equal. But if I can mimic their way of working, finding differential diagnoses, I can actually build a case that can help me prove my point. And after two years, I had it. I figure out I have an illness called POTS syndrome. It's a part of a family of illnesses called dysautonomia. It's basically a dysfunction of the autonomic nervous system. Basically, our body works in two ways. Everything that I can control, like moving my hands and talk, and everything that I can't control, like my bowel movements, my blood pressure, my heart rate. And everything that is autonomic or automatic in my body was dysregulated. That's why I couldn't walk anymore. That's why I couldn't talk for more than 10 seconds like I'm doing now. That's why I couldn't breathe. That's why I was bedridden. It took me more time to convince my doctors to actually confirm a diagnosis. And it may sound crazy, but the only doctor that could actually confirm a diagnosis was operating in his clinic, in the same building I was at for five years. And this illness takes five minutes to diagnose. I spent more than five years completely bedridden. Out of seven years of illness and out of a total of almost 10 years, one third of my life almost wasted on illness. Now, all I'm trying to do is get people out of bed. I spent one third of my life in bed. All I'm trying to do is get people out of bed. I had to teach myself how to walk again, rehabilitate myself, because then no, no hospital wanted to take me because I was not the crazy guy anymore, invent his own illness, but I'm too sick now to be treated. I taught myself how to walk. I came back to school, not to medical school, but I went to a special entrepreneurship program, teaching teachers how to become social entrepreneurs. I wanted to do prevention and to do health education. I wanted to go to the root of illnesses and the problem of healthcare. I started to, to do projects and founded NGOs. And in my second years of school, I founded my first startup. It fails. My second startup failed too. But my third startup made a bit of a dent because the model is now used by the Red Cross in Israel and other organizations um, as a model of operation an emergency app. This was something very convenient to me because I came from 
the paramedicine world, but it wasn't enough. It took me a few more years to pinpoint what was the actual cause that led me to miscommunicate with my doctors. What led good doctors in the Israeli medical system to miss this simple diagnosis? It's not even rare anymore. And what happened is basically that I figured out that we have a miscommunication crisis between doctors and patients. That's why I established Valero Clinical. It's a medical startup that aims to automate and optimize several processes, clinical processes and administrative that doctors are doing. And we are now in a pilot test in New York State in, in, in America. And we are proving that by taking off the burden of these good doctors, we can actually prevent stories like mine. I'm also active in promoting um, awareness to my illness and other chronic illnesses. I'm speaking in medical schools. I'm speaking in schools. I'm, I'm speaking everywhere I'm, I'm permitted to. Trying to raise the fact that we have a chronic illness crisis and if one of every three people is chronically ill during his life, we need to take a different look at this. I believe that patients are the answer to the problems of healthcare, and if we carefully listen to them, we might find the answer. I totally believe that if joining together hands, doctors, patients, nurses, other medical practitioners, and family members as caretakers, we can build better healthcare systems. And for me, it was almost too late. I lost 10 years of my life, but now I'm walking again. Most of my peers are with wheelchairs or has to use cane to barely walk. I took a life project to empower myself and rehabilitate myself. Most people cannot even stand for one minute with this illness. And I can do it standing and talking for even one hour.